welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is Todd Hicksonbaugh. Today we are going to be learning from Christian hip-hop. And joining us for that conversation will be the artist formerly known as Paperboy. So we say former artist because he's doing some other things in his life now. Uh, Skyler is now doing some stuff where he's a pastor at a church. Um, he, he's involved in a lot of inner city ministries. He's coaching football um, at a school in, in, in the city of Akron in Ohio. And he's just doing a lot of really great things um, with his life. And, and so Skyler today, we wanted to really bring him in though because he has such a depth of knowledge whenever it comes to Christian hip hop and the music scene in general. And so he brings a lot to this conversation in terms of just saying and talking about things in ways that I might never have thought of or that Caleb might never have thought of. And it's just fascinating being able to talk to him about the evolution of Christian hip-hop and the evolution of hip-hop in general and just kind of the direction that things are going. But this isn't an interview that's just for people who are into hip-hop or just into music. This is an interview where you can get some great life things because Skylar talks about hip-hop in a way that really is, it brings, brings to light things that you should just be aware of in life. You've got some leadership stuff in there. He talks a lot about... He talks a lot about how um, people do things and why they do them the way that they do them, and it's just a fascinating conversation to have. Yeah, and we're really excited to bring our conversation with Skylar Robeson to you, and we're going to join that conversation right now. Well, welcome to the podcast, Skylar. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here with y'all, man. Yeah, we're excited to talk with you today. Um, yeah. We're talking about music, and Skylar's performing artist. And so uh, before we dive into what we want to talk about, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. So my name is Skyler. Um, I'm a pastor over here at Synthesis this is Akron. Uh, just recently moved to Akron. I recently actually retired from music. Um, but uh, for a while, I went under the name of Paperboy. Uh, I was in a group called Hall of Faith Saints with um, Moose or Fifth Ave, whatever he presented himself. He was recently just on your podcast as well. Um, and we were in a group for some years. We were able to travel. Around, you know, around around this side of America, um, you know, a few different states do some things and that we're proud of. And uh, then I went solo. And so, yeah, I've been able to do a little th- few things after that. Um, so now I'm just trying to do this thing, which I will save for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Skylar, I think it's appropriate. The first question we want to ask is, who are you listening to right now? Man, who I'm listening to? Like, it's, yeah. So it's strange because normally when I'm I'm listening to somebody, I'm like listening to that person, right? So I'm listening to that album. Right now I'm kind of like spotty and all over the place, right? So I'm listening to some songs from different albums and various artists. So like Taylor Gray is an artist out of Columbus um, and he has a new project called In the Way of Me. So I'm listening to like... Moose was telling uh, about this. Man, listen, I'm listening to like Most High, Close, Radio, uh... And the the first song on the track in in your blood, I think it's called. I'm listening to that. I'm listening to um, some stuff from uh, Kendrick Lamar. Like, all right, I don't know why. Just randomly, I just start listening to that. I've been listening. We've been to listening to Kendrick Lamar too. Oh yeah. Bro, what, what do you th- I've, I've, What do you think huh? about his new singles? <laughs> Man, like, all right, I love, I love, all right, I love, all right. Well, one of my boys, Carl, he he kind of reminds me of a Todd actually. And uh, would you thank you? <laughs> no, I try to inspire. It's a, it's a it's a good thing because you know Todd Todd like the season of life we don't get to see each other as much, 
and now I have a new Todd in my life. So it's pretty awesome. But yeah, like when that song first came out, he just randomly would just like sing it. And then he like just, we just had like a full on discussion about it. And I was like, my dude, my dude. So yeah, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to like Lucas Graham. I love his new album, self-titled Lucas Graham. Um, the song Seven Years, if you heard it, heard that. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm listening to. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I'm listening to. And so we'll, have, we'll have a lot of those artists and links to them. We'll have those in the show notes so that you guys oh, sweet. can check out. Yeah, we have the power to do that. You have the power to do that. That is 100% true. Man, okay. I'm trying to think of who else I've been listening to, but we can just move on. Fa- I just randomly shout it out as we move. <laughs> Favorite album of the past year and why? Favorite album of the past year. So when I hear that, I take that as 2016. Right. 2016. So 2016. Um, so with that being said, that's a hard question to choose one album. So, but I, Give us a I have, no, listen, I have one that I'm going to choose, but let me just name some that I yeah. feel should be noted. All right. <laughs> um, that came out in 2016. So I Lee's the waiting room. I think. Yeah. It's up. It almost got my number one spot, but I, I can't give it that. But like that album, bless me like just just the content um and his growth as a man and a christian um and my growth as a man but just a fan as a fan of triple e so i say triple e the waiting room uh i say Kristen gray's uh the the glory album um and if taylor if which taylor gray is Kristen's brother if his last album the mocker and the monarch came out in 2016 i would definitely have that on the list that would probably be number one. Um, but it, that came out in 2015. Uh, so, yeah. Lee, Kristen. I guess I'd have to throw Church Clothes on there. Um, I would have to. Church Clothes 3. Yeah, tr- yeah, excuse me. Church Clothes 3. Um, there's like two more, but I, is my, my mind's running blank. But I would definitely have to say The Narrative by Show Baraka, and that would definitely probably oh. be my favorite. Yes. My favorite of 2016. That's my favorite of 2016. Why, why is that your favorite? <sighs> Man, that's my favorite of 2016, like, for many reasons. So, like, if you don't know, like, Shobraka used to be an artist on Reach Records. And, like, he's one of the key factors to why Reach Records is what it is as far as their roster of artists. And um, they, they split um, due to some philosophical differences on music. And Show Brocken went and dropped an album called Talent at 10. And I love that album. But looking back, and he said this recently, that was, he was just angry on that album. And like, as my boy James would say it, that was like his middle finger to CHH, <laughs> which is <laughs> CHH is Christian hip hop. Um, and so, although I like, I, lo- I love that album. Like, I wasn't one of the ones who had a problem with it. But um, in recent years, man, it's just been good to see show Baraka mature, like to see his maturation over the years and like my perspective on the narrative, it, it, this is like his reattempt at tackling the content that he had on Tyler at 10, but from a more mature, more mature and um, Christian, you know, standpoint on it. And so the way he did, it was beautiful. I love the jazzy feel to it all. Cause I love jazz. So like, I just love the jazzy feel. I love, the way he handled and approached the, the topics that he did. Um, and then the song that him and Lecrae did, like 
for CHH fans, like that song for especially for me, because I followed them when they were all Reese records. I followed them and how they distanced themselves from one another. And just the fact that them doing a song together, um, it just proves that the power of Jesus, man, is real. And just the reconciliation that they have between them. And they've been doing interviews kind of slowly um, putting out there about the beef that developed between that split. So just w- what that album means for me and what I think it means for CHH, that would be my my album of the year. So so the, so the beef wasn't like Drake and Meek, Meek Mill? Wasn't nah. It? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. They weren't. Or uh, did no, you see this Drake and Kendrick Lamar now? Drake and Kendrick? Really? Yes, Drake's like beefing with everybody. Man, Drake is just trying to whatever. Anyways, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Don't get me started. I just got done. So I, I just went on vacation with uh, my, my little cousins in South Carolina, and I was Drake is like his idol. So I, I had one. I had to get on him about that. But two, um, I, I just cracked on Drake all week because I'm like Drake is not a rapper. Like shut up. He's he is a rapper, but he's been singing a lot lately. So I don't want to hear it. Like. Don't tell me he's the best rapper. He's been singing a lot. Shout out, Drake. <laughs> listen, you should listen to our podcast. <laughs> you should listen to this podcast, bro. <laughs> you sing too much. When you rap, I can rock with you. You sing too much. <laughs> when when my friend who only listens to R and B, we get into an argument about hip hop, and he's like, "I do listen to hip hop." You one of the most played hip hop uh, hip hop album on? I mean, the album on my uh, iTunes is. I'm like, what? He's like, views. I'm like. He sings on the whole thing, bro. You might as well call it R&B. <laughs> so, yeah, Drake sings. But you're admitting I mean, that you still listen to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to his singles. I don't listen to his albums. Like, whatever single no he releases. There isn't, bro. Whatever single he releases, like, I'll listen to it, you know. Um, but I haven't listened to a full album from him in a while, so. But I like him. The Drake. I like him. Yeah. I just, I just have to be. A Old Drake is good stuff, though. Old Drake is good stuff, and that's kind of that's a part of the disappointment, you know. It's kind of like Kanye. Yeah, well, new Kanye is crazy. Old Kanye, <laughs> old Kanye is cool. Yeah, I've I vouched for Kanye though. I love Kanye. Graduation. That was that was good. That was just I, yeah. good. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I I wasn't I didn't grow up listening to hip hop, so like that came later in life. Like, I grew up listening to. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Gospel so, Me too. R&B. Like, I, I learned how to play the Backstreet Boys songs on guitar. Like, it was that real. Like, and <laughs> their their last tour, like, Moose would clown me for this, but their last tour <laughs> I had on VHS. I had two copies. The one I watched, the other one I kept in the wrapper. So, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm done with you. Uh, that is amazing. We need to, like, oh, file that away somewhere. <laughs> because... <laughs> We just learned some things um, Bro, yeah. about, about you that uh, that I can, that I can use for future <laughs> uh, for for future things. <laughs> um, cool, cool. Um, so, so anyway, Skylar, um, when when we look at the music industry, the music industry looks like it's changing. Um, uh-huh. the, tr- the traditional methods are being challenged in question. H- how is the industry changing, and why is this happening? How's the industry changing and why it's happening? Um, I, I think I think it's more appropriate to start with why. Yeah, um, go there. Yeah, so let me start off with this. I'm by no means an expert, um, but I do have an affinity for the music industry. Um, I love it, and although I primarily listen to hip hop, um, that's where the context for my views on the industry are going to come from. 
um, art is not separate from the the writer's cultural context um, and background. So, um, and then all of us as a culture, we live in Western civilization and American civilization. So even I feel like I can make kind of broad strokes about the industry as a whole because the industry is really run by a few people anyway. So, um, but yeah, so anyways, I just had to preface that, but I think why, why there, why we see change in the, in the industry, um, I would say it is because the industry has been placed, uh, into the hands of the common people. Um, Talk to us about and, <laughs> I'm glad you say that. Um, so kind of look, I'm at glad like, you have an answer. Kind of look at it like the Reformation, right? Like it was about putting scripture back into the hands of the people. Protestant Reformation. And, yeah, the Protestant Reformation. And we can look at that and be like, yo, these dudes were the reformers of that. Um, and so for the industry for a while, like you, it was it was owned by these powerhouses, these labels who had their hands on everything. Um, they were the gatekeepers. They they were right. They 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 held the doors to who got in and, and who stayed in and who, who they put out. Um, but with the reemergent, like not with emergent, but with technology becoming more accessible and more affordable, like, you know, cell phones and flat screens was once thousands of dollars, but now like they're affordable for everyone. Um, with, with things like that happening with studio equipment, the prices of that dropping with the, the, uh, the on spread of like information being ready available. So like you could study um, the business of the industry um, more, more, you know, it was more readily accessible to get that information. So artists and execs and producers and people who started publishing companies and things like they like had enough and they, they went and did something about it. And so they created opportunities for other artists. You have social media, which made it more, uh, you know, easy for you to be seen and heard through like YouTube, Facebook, you know, Instagram, Vimeo, all that good stuff. So people, are just putting their, so people are just putting their stuff out there. Yeah. So now, people are just putting their stuff cutting out there. They're, 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 cutting, they're, they're cutting it off. Like, yo, I can go get my, especially on Black Friday, I can go get a whole home studio. And as long as I put the hours into it or, and I learn how to work the equipment, I can make my stuff sound just as good as somebody who's in a $100,000 studio, right? Getting studio time paid for them. Like, you know, even this podcast, you know what I mean? Like for y'all to just be able with a few clicks of a button to have a podcast, like that's, that's in the hands of you, you know what I mean? So, right. and like the possibilities for you to be heard with this and, and is, is amazing. And so I would say like, that's why the industry is changing because it's, it's it, the power of it, of the industry is now in the hands of the people. Um, the, the gatekeepers kind of have to, let go, you know, and, and kind of move out the way a little bit right? and, and, and adjust and adapt to the, the way things are moving. Um, so, yeah. Right. So one of the things that we see with, with this industry change, there's a lot of things different happening along that line. You see like a chance, the rapper, right? Just, right. The chance, the rappers basically come out and said, I'm not signing with a label. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not about that life. I can do all this stuff on my own. I don't need to put out albums. I can just do everything. Everything can just be streaming. Right. So, so talk to us about that and like what this what this this new idea of, of the way that you even release stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy. Right. I mean, you could just have a SoundCloud account. Yeah, and, and I mean, legit, that's what you do. I mean, and that's 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 all the more that you have. And a lot of these people are doing this. Talk to us a little bit about you know just this revolution that seems to be happening. Man, so like, like I said, I believe it. It just comes from people who were 
disgruntled, man. They were just upset, right? Like you got people that's being screwed over on deals, like the the documentary that released about TLC uh, and the the song "Don't Go Chasing Waterfall." Like you got them; they made millions and millions and millions of dollars um, for their label and got literally slim to none. And what they did get, they had to split between what four people, like. Um, and so you, you, you have a lot of these situations um, and people just biting back and fighting back at it, man. And you got uh, somebody who like Chance, who's like, yo, like I may not be where I want to be, but I have these beliefs. I have these values and I'm not going to compromise that for no fame, for no signing bonus, for no deal, like for no, no backing. Um, and so he's like, yo, I'm going to utilize these platforms to like be heard like on SoundCloud. Now they just, uh, they just made it so that you can, you can be nominated for a Grammy off like your, your views and all that really? counts now towards being nominated for a Grammy wow, that's on SoundCloud. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. So like you have people like that who are utilizing it and the end they just can't keep up, man. They just so so like these award, these, these award shows and these, these, these academies and things, they're recognizing that this is, this is a tangible change now is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. They are recognizing it. And that's like, you know, that's yeah. So how, yeah is it, how is this, how has this impacted CHH? Like how, how, man. how's this impacted that, that, that uh, demographic? It It has impacted the CHH demographic because like we don't, we don't get respect from quote unquote, I don't believe in, you know, but the secular industry or the mainstream hip hop industry. Like we don't get that love and respect from them. Um, and part, and mo- most of that is in the beginning, like that was due to us. Like we separated ourselves, um, created our own bubble or, or allowed things to be separated um, just because it benefited us. But it's just made it possible for us because you, you had cats like Lecrae and Trip Lee and them like chopping tarts. I mean, top, I said chopping tarts. <laughs> I was like, this must be a new <laughs> I don't know. I, I just you, don't know this one. You had them topping tarts with Lil Wayne and Drake and all them. So like, I remember being in school and we, when we would argue about who the best rappers was and back in high school, um, you know, they, they would clown on me cause I'd be like Lecrae, but they were like, who is this Lecrae? This Lecrae dude. And and so I get mad and I go to the computer lab and print out the iTunes chart. So I print out and I'm like, yo, look, he number three. Lil Wayne is number two. Drake number five. Like, what you mean? Who is he? You know, so like be, because of that, like they were able to, you know, have have recognition because by these academies, by these radio stations like Sway and them, like they started to see, yo, that they're selling like, yo, these cats are touring around the world without our help. And it's because of social media, like they're able to access a market and a demographic that identifies with their content and their music um, and, and bypassing the industry who in the radio stations who like, you know, you have to pay now to get your stuff heard. Like it's not it's not really requests. You know, what I mean, it's, it's all paid. And if you don't got the big bucks, like you, you're not getting heard and you pay for how many times you want to play it on the hour. They know how many times it needs to be played per hour per week for it to become a number one single. Like they got all this stuff down to a science, and but it's like, but it's all money. So when you can bypass that now, like for CHH, man, it's just the you know all the websites and magazine online magazines that popped up and they do coverage and they grow and people put on conferences and so for us it's just been great because we've been able to be seen 
well, we've been able to be heard while still not being seen. So like we're not on uh, national TV. Right. Sometimes we get those occasional spotlights, you know what I'm saying? But we're not on there, but we're still being heard and we're being heard by the right people who are now given opportunities for them to be on national television. So, so talk, talk a little bit about, you know, surprise album seems to be like one of the new trending things, <laughs> you know, in future future, man, what is right. up? Yeah. You got future dropping two out, two surprise albums. I mean, right. you got Beyonce. I mean, Lecrae did it last year with church close three. Yep. He's doing it this year with whatever the heck his album is going to be called. Yep. So talk talk a little bit about that. Why is that such a big thing right now? Man, so I love I like I love surprise. I'm a jokester. I'm a prankster. Like if 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 I didn't want to be pigeonheld <laughs> to the brand of being a prankster, I would literally start a YouTube channel, be a prankster, and blow up off of that, and then be like, hey, I do music. <laughs> <laughs> but. So I love like surprising people. I love that. So let me let me start off by saying this. In 2014, I was one of the first people and I didn't do it because of Beyonce cuz I don't even listen. I don't even pay attention to her. I didn't even hear she did it, but I dropped the surprise project. Um it, it was it was a prerequisite to my uh aimless plug. My, yeah, shameless plug. I'm not going front. Um it was a prerequisite to the project I dropped at the time in 2014. So I dropped that the week before. Um, so anyways, I had to just, let me just throw that in there. I like surprises. But no, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's just because, um, man, it's a surprise. And like, especially for them to have that big of a fan base that they have um, and to need like data and things to get them to where they want to go, it's a way for them to show like, look, I got a loyal, I have a loyal fan base. Look how, look how good and how well this project did with no promotion with no with no single right to lead into it with no video with no campaign at all and look what it did and and it's and so i think that's why it's becoming more popular um because it's just a good look and two fans love it they eat it up because it's something to talk about because everybody likes to especially when it comes to music like in the marketplace you know they talk about how you got your early adopters and so on and so on right and so like People love to be the first one to hear something. They love to be like, "Oh, did you? Did you? Hey, guess what? Well, I heard it first because like when like Mike Jones and Soldier Boy came out, you know, everybody, was, <laughs> everybody was talking about. Well, I, I heard him back when he was underground, back when I was downloading the songs on LimeWire, and blah 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 blah. Right? Everybody. So when you drop these surprise projects, like you, you, you have that. You're gonna have your fan base talking about who heard it first or they want to post about it because they heard it first and it's just creating that dialogue around it out to the world so you have more people who see this and they go hear it um they go download it because they want to know and so yeah so um i think i think that's why and it's the effects of it and it's once again the beauty of social media and everything like it just being in the hands of the people right so so if you're so it sounds like a lot of these kids now i mean they are really young right like they are really young. for for some of these kids. It, it sounds like you know they can, they literally they can get some microphones. They can get a home studio cheap, and they can do this. If you're if you, if you were starting out again, if you okay. go back to your teenage years, right? You had all this stuff available to you now. What would be the first thing that you would do? Like, how would you start to get yourself out there? Man, how would I start to get myself out there? Um, definitely. Like I said, I would look up. I mean, if if you have a job, if you're not able to get one. 
um, because of your age, man, just start off writing some songs, you know, recording them on your voice memo on your phone over some beats and maybe allow your parents to hear them or allow some friends to hear them. Um, and uh, if, if that piques interest, you know, maybe your, your mom and dad or whoever, parental guardian, will go out and get you a microphone. They can get you, uh, you know, a board, like a, um, a mixer and things and get you a program to get you started off with. Um, and you can do all that for, you can do all that for under like 200, 250, 200, $250. Um, and so I would start there if you're not able to get a job. If you are able to get one, save up for a microphone. You can get you a good mic, good condenser microphone for about 70 bucks. You can get you a mixer for around the same price. You can get you a program for a little more. Um, I, I don't suggest bootlegging it. I'm not going to promote that, but a lot of people do. I don't, but a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> you can get you a pop filter, uh, and that's to like put in front of the mic so you don't get all the, the P's and S's just going straight into the, to the microphone. Um, it just gives you more clean sound. Uh, so, yeah, so once you record, um, man, you know, just upload it. And just anywhere. You, yeah, just anywhere. What whatever works best for you. If it's noise trade, if it's Bandcamp, if it's SoundCloud, if you just put it on YouTube, if you just put it on your Facebook or put it, you know, um, whatever. Share it wherever you can and just get some feedback. Or before you even share it, go to the closest friends around you and when they like hear it, if you get a good feedback from them, then that's like instead of be like, Okay, let me see what other people think. Like the the very first rap that I wrote, well, Christian rap that I wrote, um, it was a remix to Mims' is, uh, um, This Is Why I'm Hot. I don't know if you remember that song. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. Right? Oh, man, look at and this guy. And the, the reason why I wrote that is because I'm in, I'm in my grandma's dining room doing homework, and my brother and my little cousin is in the living room just, like, blasting this song. And so I'm like, man, like, whatever, man. I can write a rap better than this and we had like this talent show coming up at my church and i wasn't fully like doing it then um but i was just like yo i'm gonna just write this song because i'm like i can rap just as good as him and hopefully they'll listen to that and i can perform it at our little talent show at the church talent show ended up being canceled that year but i already had this song written so as i wrote the verse like i when i finished the first verse i rapped it for my cousin and my cousin was like Oh my, he was like, bro, that's dope. Well, my, my cousin Hot even spitting gospel. So I was like, okay, I can do this. And so that's what kind of spurred me on. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I continued to write a few songs. I downloaded some beats um, that were free. And I wrote some songs to them, uploaded them on my MySpace player. And I had people at school like, yo, I heard your song. It was nice. This one girl whose locker was next to mine, she heard This Is Why I'm Hot when I had finished all the verses. And, um, she was like, you should, like, do this for real. You should, like, be a real rapper. And I was like, what you think I'm trying to be, girl? <laughs> so, but yeah, but that's what Drake. I would say. Huh? You're trying to be Drake. I'm trying to be Drake, man. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, <laughs> so what I'm hearing a lot of um, when you're talking is this the power of music and, and how, you know, music uh, just does does things for people that, that not a whole lot of other mediums can't. Why, why do you think that music has such power? The <sighs> music has so much power because of the way that it can it can connect with people. Like music can stir up emotions we didn't even know we had, like or or we don't even know how to express. Um, and sometimes even for the artists, like, and I'm just talking music alone. I mean, I'm not even talking lyrics yet. Like this is why music was like 
music even before people start putting lyrics on it. You had classical and you had, you know, the, you know all these different forms of music, um, jazz and blue, you know, whatever. But it's because of the way that it makes us feel. Like, you know, even in movies, like they, they know certain chords to hit on a scary movie or or a suspenseful detective movie or something. Or, you know, um, music is just, it has a way of connecting with us. Um, and, you know, and, and I, I think it's essentially just because it's beautiful, right? Like it's beauty. Right. We were we were designed to like, like appreciate beauty and, and harmony and like form and like, when you know there's there's a lot of form and harmony and beauty that goes into arranging this music and the way it comes together and like you know because you can like play a song on the piano a song that you never even heard you can be playing chords and if you just stop in the middle of it you're gonna have this sense like yo that's there's something missing like that's not done yet right like um you know and or you can play a song you can know and you're gonna be you know it's why you pull up to the house and your favorite songs on the radio, and you're like, hold on, I got to sit in the car. You got to sit like, in the car. You're sitting there yeah. for like five minutes. Because then after <laughs> that, like Taylor Swift comes on. Like, yeah. Taylor Swift then comes get, on after then that. You got to like, listen oh, to that too. man. Right? It's because like, I think that narrative is just woven in us. Like, we, we you know, we want, we want to see things through. And music has a way, I think, of pulling that out of us. Um, and especially with lyrics, man. When, when we, when you start hearing lyrics, especially in rap, um, you know, where it's about expressing yourself and, and talking about your pain and your hurts and letting people know your story, like to know that you're not the only one who feels that way. And especially for somebody who you could look at and be like, man, they have it all together. Like I'm out of their league, you know, but to to hear their heart and be like, man, like they can relate to me. Like that's a, that's a powerful thing. Um, that's a powerful thing. And yeah, so uh, music in itself is beautiful. We, we desire beauty. Um, and yeah. So, I can go more theologically into that, but yeah, no, please do. I mean, if you would like, just go ahead, keep going. Yeah, no, I was just just saying. I kind of already touched on it without going into it, but yeah, I mean, like you look at, you know, that's the way God designed it. God loves beauty uh, and harmony, and and the way that He spoke everything to existed and created form out of nothing. You know, um, how everything runs together, like it's all a cycle. Like especially like you know when you learn about the food chain, you know what I mean, like. You could take something out of that. Like, as much as I hate bees, they say if we just eliminate bees from the whole earth, like, that would be destructive for all of us. Like, yeah. everything is woven together and it's tied together. I mean, and even with Lucifer, like, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Satan if it wasn't for God's love and uh, desire for beautiful music. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I think that's just, just the way he wired us. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just has a way of uttering words that we can't. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So when when you're when you're talking about music, when you're talking about all of this, um, when you're listening to it, what what are you listening for? What do you and what do you what are you listening for and what are you looking for? Because like you and I have had conversations about this before, and I'm always right. trying to figure out like Skylar, like what are what in the world are you listening for? Because I just hear <laughs> like I'm just like like what are you listening for, dude? Oh snap! Um, I would love to say the first thing that I listen for. Is- is lyrics. I hold lyrics in such a high regard. One, because I'm a lyricist. I write. I write raps. Um, so lyrics matter to me. That's why, like, I can't. I just can't get with a lot of like Drake and just other people. I just can't get with it. Like, it's fun and it sounds good. And this is why I say, like, I can't say lyrics first. The first thing I'm listening for is the music. I'm listening for the arrangements. I'm listening for 
how everything comes together. Uh, does it sound good? Is it smooth? Or, you know, what's the quality like? Because I like quality. Like, um, you know, yeah, you know, I did a song a while back where I was just talking about, like, you know, we can, yeah, you know, we, we can sing to the Lord and everything. But, like, if you can't sing, do that in your own time because... <laughs> Because you just can't be on stage leading me to worship. Like when when it sounds bad, I'm not thinking about worship, and I'm thinking about how I can fix the problem because there's clearly a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm just listening for the sound and like, is it a sound that connects with me? Um, you know, because I'm not fully into the the trap sound and stuff. I like more of the '90s boom bap or the more soulful, smooth, like laid back sound, but that's where the lyrics come in. Like if it's, it can be dope lyrics over beats that I don't like, or I'm not familiar with. And I'll listen to it because I, I, I can rock with the lyrics. Like there's even country songs that I like, like, and I listen to a lot of stuff, but yeah. Um, so first, initially I'm listening for music. I'm listening for how it sounds, how it resonates with my spirit um, and my liking and taste for music. And then after that is the lyrics. Um, it's the lyrics. So there was I was listening, I was on watching ESPN or something. I don't know what I was watching the other day. Uh, oh, it was Colin Coward, and he was interviewing uh, Ron Artest or Metal World Peace now of the, of the yeah. Lakers. And, and and this dude, this dude, he's talk, so he's talking about he's talking about these the, the younger kids now on the on the Lakers, and he's like, rap has changed since I came into the league, and he starts mm-hmm. talking about mumble rap. Talk to us for a yeah. minute. What's your take on this mumble rap movement that seems to be like <laughs> over? Man, oh my gosh. Yo. Hey, first, time out. First, right. can you understand what they're saying? Because I can't. When, so it takes me about a thousand listens. <laughs> oh. No, um, but, but, but that's what even rap does not mumble. Like there's some lyrics that you just, I, you know, I can listen to a thousand times and I still don't hear. Um, but I can understand most of it because I, I'm well-versed in rap and I listen right. to it. I, I study it, right? So, like, even when I'm listening to music, I'm not even just listening to enjoy it. As an artist, I'm studying. I'm studying, like, how they record. Like, what the if there's something, if there's an ad-lib that I catch, I'm trying to figure out in my mind because I used to record and edit my own music and mix it. So I'm like, okay. Like, I'm thinking in my mind what possibilities could they have done to, like, make that sound like that. Um, so there's some things I can pick out from mumble rap, but a lot of it, to to be honest, I can't. And then too, even when you can, it's like it just sounds terrible. Anything like it's terrible it, it, because it, it, yeah. Oh, go ahead, bro. No, go uh, no, ahead. No, I agree. I like I like so when 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 My, when Future uh, dropped Hendrix. Okay. I listened to the entire album. And All he, right. I didn't understand a dang thing he said. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I had to Google stuff. Right. I had to Google lyrics to these but songs. But the music was great. The, but the music was really good. The quality was great. And that's what gets people. Man, like, it's so irritating. For real. Like, I hate when, like, I'm listening to my little nieces and my little cousins just sing these whack songs. And they're mumbling. Or they're doing the dances to them. And it's like, yo, they, they got to come up with all these gimmicks. Because, like, they suck. And if you actually sat and listened to it, I'm sorry. I just got to keep it real. Like, if you actually sat and listened to it, like, you'd be like, what are they even talking Like, we listened to this song the other day, and I'm not going to say the song. But my aunt and my little cousin are, like, singing the lyrics. And in my mind, I'm like, 
and I, I and I ain't say nothing to him to the, the next day because I I just let him enjoy the song. But I was like, I think it's funny that y'all was like the way y'all was singing them lyrics. I'm like, if y'all really understood what he was just saying about women, like I don't think y'all would even <laughs> like you just got on your little brother for saying the same stuff. Right. Like, but anyways, but no, um, but and I and I don't want to fully say they suck because. There, there, there is an art to that too, and and I need to respect that. Like that's what I'm learning to respect. There is an art to that too, um, and if I can't respect anything about it, I'm trying to learn to respect that. But I would agree with whoever that was that did the interview. That's not my style of rap. Yeah, I prefer to hear some substance. I prefer to hear some real music, and you know, and I'm cool with cats. Um, making you know making their own beats to it um but you know you know hip-hop started like it started with the sample it started because right. there was some there was some budget cuts that happened so they they lost their musical programs and so a lot of them were using the school's instruments and um the ones who did have instruments couldn't afford lessons so like they were through a blackout but they inherited through the blackout in the <laughs> They inherited a lot of DJing equipment stuff and they just figured out like, yo, when they take their parents' old records and they kind of just loop that one part, they could just rap over it. Um, and so, you know, I, lo I love to hear re samples or like a remake of an old song. I love that type of rap. I love, you know, or, or now rappers are adding, uh, you know, musical instruments into it. It might not be full band. Um, and then there are people who do full band. But yeah, so that's what I prefer to hear. Pants and Kendrick Lamar do that a lot. Yeah, and a lot. Uh, and Lecrae's done a lot of that. Yeah, he has he a lot like, of his Le stuff. Yeah, Lecrae, like like I said, it may not be full band, but he'll add and a lot of them on Reach Records. They'll do it. They'll add real instruments like into it. So the the kicks and stuff all may be like you know uh, synth or assimilated or whatever, but like the violin or you know the horn or something in it will be a real instrument and. They're able to mix and blend those together well, and it sounds really good. Um, so, and, and I love that. That's kind of the, what I want to incorporate. There's even people like on Humble Beast, they like record live crickets and stuff and put them in there. <laughs> what? Incorporate it. Yeah, they like, you know, they're from Oregon, so they, 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 do, a lot of, they do a lot of organic and eccentric stuff. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. I have to admit, that is just weird. But, there, there, there's this one beat where they they use like the a dryer, the, no, the sound of the, the yeah the sound of a, the clothes spinning around in the dryer, and that like plays like you can hear it really in the intro, but when the beat kicks in, you kind of don't really hear it as much. But it, but if they took it away, you'd probably miss it. But yeah. oh man, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so like, like you, you, you getting you get you talk a lot about technical stuff about about music. So, talk to us a little bit about what your what does your writing process look like? So, my writing process is a little spotty. No, but um, yeah, my the writing process for me and like a lot a lot of people write differently, and I'm I'm in the process of trying to change how I write, um, because I just frustrate the heck out of myself. I was going to say the other word, but I frustrate the heck out of myself um, <laughs> when I write. But typically, man, I like, I listen, I kind of just meditate on the beat for a while. It's like I listen to it, like half, whatever I feel is needed, half hour, sometimes longer for some more difficult concept for me. Um, but I just listen to the beat over and over because when I write, like I like to be in tune with the music, but not only that, but the different 
instruments within the verse because sometimes I'll rap to like sometimes maybe I'll be rapping to like the piano or I'll switch it and I'll, my flow will kind of ride with the kick or the hi-hat or the snare. You know what I mean? So I like to kind of really fill out the instruments within the space that I'm writing um, just because I like to be in tune with that because I like my music to be smooth and all flow together. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, because I just love, like I said, harmony. Um, and there's some people who feel like they got a little more freedom, so they kind of rap off beat but then come back to it. So you got there's a lot of different styles um, for it, but that's typically my process. I listen to it for a while, and then I write. And some people, and I kind of fluctuate between the two. Like, I got to listen to it for a little bit as I'm writing, but then, like, I'll pause it, and I have to keep the music off while I'm finishing out those bars or, or that thought. Um, so that's kind of, and I just do that step by step until I complete a verse. And that's kind of my process. Okay. Yeah, the reason why we ask that is just because we hear a lot. And I think a lot of this is, too is is marketing and, and promoting stuff. But you see a lot of these these rappers nowadays who are, uh, they're, they're constantly trying to talk about their process and what it looks like. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Drake, when he first started, he was all about he, the Blackberry, right? He, he was he right. Do right everything. Uh-huh. Lil Wayne, you know, he's he's very famous for he doesn't write anything down. Yep, all in his head. It's all in his head, and he just goes. And these are just mainstream artists, but you you, you hear things, you know, Lecrae or 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 people like that who who talk about you know their process and things. And so I'm just always curious as to, as to yeah how how no. artists do what they do. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question because there's endless ways of doing it. You know. Sometimes I need to be in a particular space. Like I can't write at home. I need to go somewhere else, um, you know, and sometimes because you, you just have that. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And like I said, I'm trying to even evolve how I write. Like as I because I like I said in the beginning, like I'm re- I've recently retired, um, but there, there may be a new project in the work, a project in the works. And so I may come back. Um, and I'm leaking that with y'all. Nobody knows that but y'all. And so we're getting so, the exclusive scoop on that. You are getting the exclusive. A lot of people in my circle have really been like so. So Paperboy leaking the heck out of me. So Paperboy might be coming back. Paperboy won't come back. That's the thing. Okay. That is the thing. Um, it'd be a new name. Uh, so yeah. Are so you gonna shave the beard? I'm not shaving the beard. I'm not shaving the beard. But, but new name. New name. I'm keep. I'm not shaving the beard. I'm gonna keep the beard. I'm gonna try to drop some pounds too, but I'm gonna keep the beard. Uh, <laughs> new name. And so you know, and 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 I, and I will I will leak this just a little bit. Um, you know, it started off like I it wasn't I wasn't meant to retire. Like it was supposed to be a joke because once again I like surprises, right? right? So I was planning this whole fake retirement, you know, but then like let people believe it. And in the midst of that, I was working, supposed to be working on a new project and I would slowly be like, Hey, you know, I'm a pastor now. Like, Oh, okay. That's why he's done doing music. He's a pastor. And then like, I released foolish news and our website and everything. I'm like, Oh, so he's serious. Like now he's like promoting concerts. So it makes sense why he's not doing music, but he's still involved with it. But then I would just drop a project on everybody. Right. But in the midst of that, like I, I got really discouraged and I'm like, well, people think I quit already. So, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and kind of like my, my homies and the cl- people closest to me. So over the last several months, they've been rebuking me and God's still been providing mu- opportunities for my music. And I'm not even seeking it. And I just had something come to me last week. And I'm like, dang, all right. And then the way, yeah, so the way stuff is looking up, I'm like, God is like, no, nah, you're not done yet. Um, and so I was always going to use my gifting for the church or 
do some features here and there for friends and stuff because that's in me. Like, I can't fully retire, but I cannot pursue a career, you know? Um, so, yeah. Right. So, so, so is this, can you tell us, is this a full project? What, like, what is this? Is this a full? So right now my friends are trying to convince me to do a particular sound okay. and I am not 100. Um, I'm, I'm 100 as far as when it comes to performing, I'm not 100 when it comes to recording it um, because I'm particular about sound and quality and things being right. And that's part of the reason why I was discouraged because with my last project, I put a lot of my own money into it. And I still couldn't get the sound that I wanted. And there was a lot of other things that happened, but it discouraged me. But that was like one of the biggest reasons. So anyways, so it could just be a song because I'm like, all right, I'll try it one time. We'll do a song. We'll do a video. If that if that comes out nice, if it's received well, I may do an EP or a full project. So it's all in the works. And it's kind of going to depend on what, uh, yeah, how people feel about it and how I feel about it, most importantly. But yeah. Gotcha. So, so you're still, like you said, you're still involved with music. You're still around it. Yeah. Um. You know. So, so you still definitely have your finger on the pulse of right of, of everything Always. That's going on. So, Always. so talk to talk to us a little bit about what's the difference between cover music. I mean, you talked about how when you were younger, you were rapping over other uh, over <laughs> other people. Yeah. What's the difference between cover doing cover music? Okay. And and, and doing coming up with doing original music, doing things that come from you as the artist. Gotcha. What's like for you? What's the difference for me? Um, and that's going to differ between singing and rapping, right? Because right. in sing, you know, in cover, we know singing to be like you're literally just singing someone else's song. Um, right. And original, when it comes to singing, whatever the genre is, when it comes to singing, it's your own music, it's your own concept, your own thoughts, your own lyrics, right. or the team of people who sit down and create the music and lyrics with you. Like, that's original when it comes to singing. And rapping, there's not much respect for covering anything, right? Because it's not like singing. Like, you can take someone else's song when you sing, and you can make that your own because you have your own voice. You have your style. You, you have the ranges that you can hit and the way that you deliver when you sing. Like, you can change that and kind of make a cover your own or show your skill. With rap, like, to cover one of Drake's songs, like, I'm nobody gonna have care. to, yeah. I'm gonna ha right. Nobody care because I'm gonna have to say it exactly how he said it, and what does that display about my own ability? Like nothing. Um, so in in rap, um, covering is not respected. <laughs> if you like, you know, I've had you know I've had youth groups events and all these things where people want me to rap other people's songs and like I'll do it. I've done it at New Point, and uh, and I'm like in my mind I'm conflicted because I'm like man. If people record this and like post this like it's my stuff, like I'm gonna get clowned on, like <laughs> because it's just not covering is not respected. Now you can take someone else's beat in hip hop and you can write your own lyrics to it and do that. Um, you can do like a and people are cool with that. Yeah, people are cool with that because it's not it's not a total cover, right? It's um it's that that falls under what we like to call a mixtape, right? Now mixtapes you can do your own original music. But mixtapes originally started with you taking somebody else's beat and just doing your thing over it. Um, so, yeah, so I definitely say there's a big difference in when it comes to singing between cover and original. In hip-hop, there is no such thing as a cover. If anybody does it, they're getting clowned on. Nobody's listening to them. Um, but, yeah, but you can take somebody else's beat um, and do something over it in hip-hop. And then you have your original, right? 
And that's where it goes back to sample. Like some people in other genres who are big on musicians, right? Um, making their music, they would probably say, well, a sample is a, is a cover or, you know, whatever. I'm like, well, no, cause you're taking a snippet from a song and you're recreating it. You're breathing new life into it and making your own song, your own arrangement out of it and then putting your lyrics on top of it. So I personally would still consider that uh, original. Um, but then you have what my homie Ron Kent likes to call a pure beat. And that's a beat that you've made yourself, right? You're not sampling it from somebody else, but it's your ideas on where the hat should go, where the kick should go, where the snare should go, you know, where the synth should go, whatever, you know, where, you know, if you're coming up with your own melodies on the, on the piano or whatnot. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So, so Skylar, what, what would you say is the state of CHH right now, Christian hip hop? Where, where do you think it's at? Right <laughs> Because it, it, it's starting to get some mainstream love. I mean, people are Man. to notice this. Well, what's the state right now? It's it's kind of all over the place. Um, and and the reason why I say that, and this is like I am f- in full support of any Christian artist, period, but especially in hip and CHH who wants to cross over into mainstream. Please do that. Like I've made songs about that myself. I try to do that with my life. I'm just not at the level y'all at, but I'd be up there too. Um, but because it just so happened to be the people who were kind of like the leaders of CHH now that they've crossed over and kind of excommunicated themselves from the, the community. Um, it's kind of like everything is up for grabs. Like, and so at one point it was like super left or no super right. Let's just keep it. So it was like super right, like super conservative, super theological. Some would even say like Calvinistic, right? It was just, that's just what it was for a while. If you didn't rap like that, if you didn't hang with rappers who were like that, who weren't in seminary, who weren't a part of some extreme like discipleship and wasn't discipling others, like they didn't do tracks with you, they didn't buy beats from you, whole nine. And then like stuff happened and it kind of woke people up and everything, everybody went to the left, right? And then it was like, okay, well, now we don't got to say Jesus 50 times. We don't got to do a song where we just rap about the book of Matthew like, or, you know, atonement. Um, but now we can just talk about our life and you could do it before, but just not as much. So now you can just talk about life and just talk about real things and casually mention Jesus or casually, um, show that you have a biblical worldview. Um, so, but you have people who take it too far. Um, and you know, we've seen where that's going recently where several artists have walked away from the faith. Um, but then you have people who I think are having a good balance with it. And that's where, so I, I think it went, it was all the way right, super conservative. Now it's kind of all the way left, super liberal. But I think the next wave of CHH are the people who are not afraid to walk that line and kind of balance both. Like, yo, I see the good and the bad on both sides. And it, they can all be used for God's glory wherever you're at. You, know, you don't have to do it one certain way. God accepts it all. Um, but I see that next wave of like where it's going to be popular are people who kind of have a culmination of both and they're walking that line well. And that's kind of where the line that I want to walk as well. But I don't have a problem with people who are super left and super right either. Um, so that's kind of my hope for the industry. The state is, I think it's all the way left. And there's a lot of, there's still some bickering on both sides going at each other. But I, if I can help it, I want to get it to where, um, it's it's all acceptable um, as long as it falls under 
the reign of God and we can just be brothers and come together and do this thing. So, right. Who is brothers and sisters? I got you. So, so who are some of these people that potentially might be coming up that people don't know about right now? Okay. Um, who's somebody right now that's on the come up that nobody might know about, but in the next year or two, they're going to be. So I could be totally biased, but I don't think I am. My dude, Joe Allende. Um, he is a beast. I met this cat like, a couple years ago after I went to Legacy um, in 2014, and I almost didn't connect with him. He's from New York, was born and raised there. Um, him, and his wife, him and his wife and kids, they fell on hard times. And so his dad happened to be a pastor at a church in Maslin called Friendship Baptist. is actually where I grew up at. Um, and so they moved to Maslin. And it was like a year to him living in Maslin already. Uh, some a mutual friend, you know, suggested that he link up with me, and he wanted to meet up with me when I got back from Legacy. And I went to Legacy myself that year, so I had to meet like a thousand people in order to keep it fun. And like, what's Legacy again? So Legacy is a Christian hip hop conference, um, but it's totally gospel crystal centric. Um, focuses on discipleship in the urban urban context so equipping the urban practitioners and stuff to go back into into their communities um to engage their communities for the gospel so they have like a lot of uh, tons of breakout sessions that that speak into that in different uh angles and scenarios they bring in speakers like they brought in like uh i said i was about to say jackie chan that's so offensive francis chan like john piper they brought like <laughs> D.A. Horton, uh, Tabidi, you know, Dahadi, like um, Deuce um, or William Branch, they call him Triple So they had a lot of people come preach. Um, but but then they have like a, a, a bunch of hip hop elements incorporated into it. So they, they have like uh, storytellers. So they have like the biggest Christian poets come out like Jackie Hill, Perry, Preston Perry, Joseph Solomon. Um, the genetics, a lot of them. Then they got all the rappers that come out, um, and so they do a bunch of concerts. And then like Saturday, which is like the last day, they do this big outreach on the west side of Chicago, which is where like all the gang violence happens at. Um, so we go and do an outreach there uh, as a conference, and there's like 1,500 of us. Um, and then Sunday you can leave, or you can go to the Legacy Church, or go to like Moody Bible Church because it's all at Moody Bible's campus. Um, so yeah, so that's Legacy. Happens every July. So you met you met this guy here? Yeah. No, I didn't meet him there, but he connected with me before I left. And I was like, yo, this is where I'm about to go. I'll be back in like a week. And so my point for bringing that up was because I went by myself. So in order to make it fun, I had to put myself out there a lot and meet a lot of new people. So there's a lot of new conversations and answering the same questions. So where are you from? What do you do? You know, what what's your story? So like, it was just exhausting. So I almost canceled on him when I got back. Like, I'm done. <laughs> and I went, and literally from the second he walked in, he opened his mouth. Like, it was just like we knew each other forever. Like, legit. And people say that, but I really mean that. Like, I felt that. Um, and since then, we've just built. And I just had him at my show I did last last Saturday. Um, and he smashed, man. And he got this song on Rapzilla. It's blowing up on Spotify. There was a DJ that linked up with him. I think his name is DJ Michael. And uh, they, they, they did, did a song together, and it's doing great. And so anything and that – And what's his name again? Yeah, so his name is Allende. Um, okay. you, you, you can look him up on uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. 
Um, he got so he got he even dropped he's dropped a new song called A Hundred Kisses. Um, trying to think of some of the titles. So when you look him up, you'll see titles. But okay, that's him. His new one is called Peace, bro. Um, so you can look that up. But yeah, his name is Ayende. It's A Y I N D E, but with the little accent thing at the top. So yeah, Ayende most definitely. Um, me when I come back out, most definitely. <laughs> 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 uh, man, let me see. There, there, there's a guy named No Big Deal. Um, I think is is gonna really do something, and so yeah. So he just recently dropped a new project. Um, and his story is crazy too. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of artists I can name. I'm kind of drawing a blank, but I end day I would definitely say. Check okay, and these guys they're they'll, they're all gonna be in the show notes too. So you got you can just check them out there. Oh sweet, we'll have yeah. a link to all their stuff there. <clears throat> beautiful so that everything will be right there so that we can we can have our folks check all of that out Skylar just the last question as we're wrapping up what's what's okay. music taught you what's music taught you man music music has taught me a lot so like I grew so I would now I would say and this is a, a plug for my boy Taylor Gray too because I was already I, I was already trying to coin the phrase but he like said it perfectly um, in one of his songs he said this is for my uh, introverted extroverts, right? And so, like, I grew up introverted, but now I would say, like, I'm I'm more of an introverted extrovert, and that's because of the giftings that God has placed in me, like what they've taught me about um, courage and 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 boldness, right? And just being confident in myself and what I bring to the table, and not being afraid to like put that out there. Um, yeah. So, what it's taught me in order to pursue it. Man, I would say that, you know, people think I'm I'm confident and courageous and bold. And I think I have those aspects in me. But like deep down, man, I'm just an insecure, scared little boy. And that and that still stems back to my childhood. And and even on top of that, just like what it's taught me about writing, um, you know, b- being able to express my feelings. Like I remember the one time it was around when I first started rapping and I met my boy Jeremy. And he's like known for like just expressing his feelings in his music. And he'll express like some personal stuff, stuff that I've never heard artists put in, into a song. Like I'll tell you in conversation, I'll tell a stranger at Walmart, but to put it on record so you can play it back whenever you want, that's like, whoa, whoa, you know. But um, so he taught me a lot about opening up in my music. And I remember one time we, I, we was, I was with my little cousins. Uh, her name is Juanita. And she turned to Jeremy and she's like, I want to thank you. Um, for your influence on my cousin because he's been more, I forget how she put it, but basically like I was opening myself up more to my family and being more like emotional, connecting with them more emotionally. And she appreciated that. Um, and that was years ago, but like I still remember that to this day. Um, so it definitely taught me how to open up and express myself, taught me how to be bold and courageous. It taught me how to be humble um, and be a leader because in that, like people begin to look up to you and you see the influence that you have. Um, and when it grows, like you're kind of just in this spotlight and it may not be like national or worldwide, like other people, but locally, like there, there is a spot, like there's times where I can't go to Walmart and that's not bragging, but like without running into somebody. And so like my tendency to like hide and be selfish, um, gets put out a lot. And so just the influence that comes with that, uh, having to be other centered, especially because I care about the content that I put in my music and my life lining up with that. Um, unlike some artists, but, um, 
yeah, so I would say like those things is what music taught me, um, how to have a voice. And that's most important because I still stuttered to this day, but I stuttered a lot growing up. And that was a part of my insecurity because I used to get cracked on super bad. Like I can tell you jokes and I laugh about it now. It's like, it's not something I'm sad about. Um, but I think it was a way that the devil tried to like shut me up and give me to keep my mouth closed. Um, and just the voice that I had, cause I never stutter when I'm on stage. I never stutter when I record. Um, I'm able to fully express myself when I write and think things through and just the voice that that gave me to like communicate, you know, the, the, the vision that God gave me and, and the knowledge that he, and wisdom that he's, you know, passed on to me, to the world and to people like, that's just, yeah, it's life giving. Like, I love it. So sure. whether I, yeah, whether I do music again or not, I'm always be around it because that's what music has taught me. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So Skyler, um, if folks want to reach out to you on social media, uh, where mm-hmm. where can they where can they find you at? Man, where, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at Foolish X News, um, Facebook. Just look me up at Skyler Roberson. Skyler with an E. Skyler is the original spelling, a original name like an E R for it. It's a boy's name originally. I got a beef with that. Lately, people have been putting A R just a little bit too much. I even got kids at school, at the school I work at. They'd be like, how you feel about having a girl's name? Like, it's not a girl's name, bro. Uh, <laughs> that was, you, yeah. I feel like you're salty about that. Well, yes. I'm going to matter of fact, let me show you a story. Can, can I show you a quick story? You, a little funny story. You can story. do this. Do, do you mind if I say the D word? I, it's fine. My mother's only going to listen to this, so it's not a big deal. All right. So it's not the other one. It's the better one. Um. So I, I used to work at Subway. It's my first job. I worked there for five years. And this old this elderly woman, I was giving her very nice service. And so I was the only one online. So like I made her sub the whole way through and I also had to ring her up. So we got to the register and she's like, What's your name, young man? And I'm like, Skylar. Um, she's like, Well, you did a really good job and I just appreciate that. And she's like, How do you spell your name? My my uh my husband's name with Skylar. And I'm like, S-K-Y-L-E-R. And she looked at me and she was like, you Americans get on my damn nerves. She's like, you do things you don't know where it originates from. That is a German name and it's spelled S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. And I just looked at her and like people in line are laughing at me. Like one of the managers for Walmart, because I worked in somewhere and Walmart was there. He was cracking up. Um, that is hilarious. I, yeah, so I just looked at her like, <laughs> Like I named myself, like you mad at me? Like I, like I, I picked that. So. I picked yeah. that. But I went home and Googled it. And so, you know, she was right. And it means guarded scholar. My name means there you uh, go. guarded scholar. Um, but the way they spell the pronunciation is S K Y L E R. So, anyways, yes. There you go. Where else can they find you? Um, so like I said, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me on Snapchat. Snap, like Wit, like I got wit and pap, P-A-P, um, snap with pap. Um, you know, you can email me. Uh, yeah, so. And do you have a SoundCloud or anything like that you want to, that you would like to plug? Anything like Man. that? Man, um, you can you can check out my YouTube uh, page. You can look up some of my old videos. Um, I did a couple of docu- mini documentaries and some recent videos. Uh, YouTube.com slash, this one word, uh, slash P-A-P-B-O-Y music. Pat Boy Music. If you think like my name was Paperboy, Pat Boy is short for Paperboy. So YouTube.com slash Pat Boy Music. 
you can download uh, Pre-Game Jitters, which is the music, the, the project that I surprised released in 2014. Um, it's called Pre-Game Jitters. You can get that at noisetrade.com slash patboymusic, P-A-P-B-O-Y music. Um, and, and that's for free as well. You can tip if you like, but that's totally up to you. You can just get it for free. Um, just put zero in there. But yeah. So yeah, you can check out my music on both of those platforms. I do have a SoundCloud, but off the top of my head, I'll give it to you later so you can put it in the links. But awesome, so, yeah. Just keep in mind that's all old music too. You might get some new news. So okay, hey, and, and we we got it here. Uh, we we potentially have some new stuff coming. Yeah, so, so be watching for that. It's not one hundred, but I'm I'm leaning. I'm leaning. Okay, okay. Well, we got you. Well, hey, Skylar, thank you so much for coming on with us today. And, and just, just spending some time talking about hip-hop, talking about music in general. We really did appreciate talking with you today. So coming out of that interview, the one major thing that I got from talking with Skylar is that, you know, the, the, the state of Christian hip-hop is, is, is good, and it's getting even better. Um, you know, at the, towards the end of that episode, he starts teasing, he talked to, to us about some artists and things that are going to be coming out and that are doing some big things. And it just reminded me that, you know, Christian hip-hop is something that's evolving, it's changing, and it's continuing to get better each year as we go through the seasons of just these new artists coming out and a lot of the new things that they're coming up with and doing. Now on our next episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about failure. And joining us for that conversation will be a guy named Jacob Vangen. And as you'll hear in the interview, and as he says himself, Jacob is well acquainted with failure. And what we can learn from failures a ton. And that's why we're going to be talking about it on our next episode. And the best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. If you want to see some of our key takeaways from this episode, check out our show notes. So in the show notes, what you can do is on your podcast app or whatever you use to listen to this podcast, you can go to the description button. And when you hit the description button, it'll drop down and you'll be able to click on this thing that says see more. And it'll show you from there all of our show notes. Show notes are a way where we can communicate with you by giving you tools and, and things that were talked about within the episode. We also give away resources and, and, and things where it talks about um, any articles that were related to what we were talking about. It's just another way for you to be able to continue to engage in the conversation. And we know that you may be listening uh, to our podcast on your commute or while you're getting ready for work or mowing the lawn. And you might not be able to take down all of our notes and all of our notes are found out right in the show notes if this podcast has helped you in any way leave us a rating and write a review of our podcast on itunes or on your podcast player if you want to continue the conversation you can like our facebook page follow us on instagram at the learners corner or on twitter at our handle at learners podcast until next time keep learning keep growing